Hello and welcome to this very special bonus episode of Renoids. We are between seasons right now, but new episodes, normal episodes are coming back at the beginning of May. In the meantime, however, we are still doing live episodes about once a month at Black Rabbit Mead. Keep an eye on my Instagram to see the upcoming live episodes. I have one with Reno Improv coming up later this month in April, as well as one in May with Brad Bynum from the band Elephant Rifle and former editor of the Reno News and Review. Both should be really good episodes live at Black Rabbit Mead. So keep an eye on the social media for details on those. But this episode is with the winners of last year's Scally Cat. Scally Cat is a wild and crazy 24-hour bike scavenger hunt inspired by the alley cat races of the bike messenger community. It has been going on for something like 15 years here in Reno, kind of a fun underground, a little bit of punk rock vibe event. And we had probably about 15 people on the stage at Black Rabbit Meat sharing stories of Scally Cat's past, some of the exciting things they're looking for this year was really fun to have them there, and it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, the event itself. Pretty wild stuff, and looking forward to hearing the stories after this year's event. As always, if you enjoy the show, there are a couple ways that you can help it be successful. First of all, suggesting guests and topics for the show. We have a new season coming up, so if there's anyone or any topic you think would be good for the show, let me know. Shoot me an email, Connor, C-O-N-O-R, at renoites.com. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, that's at renoites. Also, this is a fully listener-funded, community-oriented project, so if you think it is worth anything, you can contribute financially. If you go to patreon.com slash renoites, very easy to throw a couple bucks in the virtual tip jar. Huge thanks to a couple new patrons, Judy, Sam. Thank you so much for signing up to support the show financially. That is really the only way it will continue to survive and thrive, so I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And now... This week's guests, there's way too many of them to name, last year's Scally Cat Champions. We can we can record the the setup stuff. Yeah, gather around, however you however you all want to sit. There's a lot of you. Holy moly. So this is a ridiculous number of guests for the show. Normally this is a one-on-one podcast, so we'll see how this goes. This is like half our team. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, let's see. All right. Here we go. Hello, welcome everyone to another live taping of the Reno Heights podcast here at Black Rabbit Mead. Um, our guests today, there's uh, like 15 of you on the stage, so we'll do introductions in a, in a second, but I want to... Uh-oh. Oh, no. We broke a barrel. I'm He's sorry, Black Rabbit. We're, we're breaking breaking stuff already. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, good. Are they, yeah. That was like the... Well, uh, I'll start by telling you a little bit about the Reno Heights podcast. So my name is Connor McQuibby. I host a local podcast here in Reno called Reno Heights. It's a weekly interview show. I've done it for a couple years now. The idea of the show is basically to talk to notable folks from Reno. So it's you know elected officials, it's nonprofits, it's arts organizations. It's uh, basically anyone who's kind of interesting and lives here in Reno has stuff to say about Northern Nevada. It's been a ton of fun. And for the last six months or so, we've done live episodes here at Black Rabbit Mead about once a month. So super big shout out to Black Rabbit Mead. Can we give a round of applause? I know Will is not here, but Black Rabbit Mead, amazing. Um, Super grateful to have a space to, to do these live events. It's been a ton of fun. And this week's episode, as I said, is with a, a much larger group than usual. Normally, it's a one-on-one podcast, but we've got a lot of people on stage. And you are a uh, winning team from the Scally Cat 
bike race, which is a 24-hour bike race, and I'm excited to learn a lot about it because it's kind of a um, not secretive thing, but it's like not pe- people don't know everything about it, right? It's kind of an underground thing that's a lot of fun. So excited to hear some stories about Scally Cat's past. Um, to start, and I guess with this, I'll ask questions to everyone, and whoever wants to answer, just grab the mic. We're going to pass that around as we go. So to start, can someone just explain what Scally Cat is for like the normal Renoized listener who has no idea what the heck we're talking about? Uh, like, what's the, what's the short explanation of what this thing is? Uh, okay, I'll say Scally Cat's uh, 24-hour bike kind of scavenger hunt. So if you think of if like if you're going way back, we there is this thing called alley cats. Basically, like bike bike masters would get together and they would try and challenge each other by seeing how creatively they could get around town. This is kind of like a mutant version of that, where it's 24 hours, choose your own adventure, whatever you want to do, just to have fun and hang out with your friends. Gotcha. Can you tell a little bit more about the alley cat races and the bike messenger history of it? Like, are there bike messengers in our crowd, or um, how did that kind of turn into Scally Cat? Oh, sure. Uh, my name is David, by the way. Um, so Bike Messengers started um, uh, back in the 80s uh, as far as alley cat racing goes. Um, and it was like, yeah, point to point. And Bike Messengers, they're couriers that ride their bikes, um, usually moving parcels or paperwork through downtown for businesses. Um, and so the they rode fixies. They were kind of like this underground grunge kind of vibe. And... Uh, so alley cat racing um, became kind of like uh, this image, and uh, yeah, so there it, there would just be point to point races through downtown. Like it was big in New York, it was big in San Diego and San Francisco, where bike messengering is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and basically back in like 2007, um, these bike messengers here in Reno and uh, also collaborated with San Francisco. Uh, they kind of started this race and this idea of Scally Cat. And uh, just to give a little more context, like basically you're given a Bible, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It's got hundreds and hundreds of things in there for you to do over 24 hours with your teammate. You take a photo um, in order to prove that you did it. And you do all these things for an array of points and uh, by the end of 24 hours, everybody tallies up their points, and then they figure out like who's the winner. Gotcha. Um, what does what does a typical team look like? There's a lot of people on the stage. You seem like maybe a very large team compared to others. Uh, what do most teams look like? Is it sometimes just a couple people? Is it usually larger groups? Like, what's a normal Scally Cat team? Uh, so at least two people. We had 12, which is huge. That's a lot more than usual. Uh, we adopted a few people along the way, but mm. typically it's a handful of people, just like five-ish. Does it help to have a bigger team? Do you have to stay together and do everything together, or like do teams split up and get more points in different places? What does that look like as far as working together with the other people on your team? So a big team, it can be helpful and it can be harmful for sure, because you want your home te- whole team to be there for everything. Mm-hmm. Is, do you have to be, or is that just to like for the fun of it? Yeah, for everything to count, you want your whole team to be there as gotcha. a unit. Okay, which is hard for twelve people to all show up at three a.m. at the top of a hill or whatever, you know. But yeah, and so it's a twenty-four hour thing, right? So it's you have like twenty-four hours beginning to end, so it's through the night, things like that. So oh, yeah. when, when does it start? Noon to noon. Okay, yeah. noon to noon. Yeah, gotcha. Um, how long have you all been a team? How do you all know each other? How did you come to be the the team that you are? And does your team have a name? What are what are you guys? Uh, we're shit house, and uh, yeah. yeah, and I met Alex, and I heard about Skycat through Alex. Um, 
I've, you know, Sky Cat's usually this weekend, and I have friends' birthdays who are just like today, tomorrow, and the next few days, and I'm normally camping this weekend. And I was just, I think it was like 2013, Alex came back and was like, dude, you've got to, or 13, 14, he was like, you have to see these videos, like Sky Cat. And I'd seen people meeting up at Idlewild, a bunch of bikers, and I was like, man, that looks like fun, and just didn't know about it. And then um, uh, he was showing me videos of like firework fireworks going off in parking garages and and I met Alex in high school um, and met all these homers along the way over the past few years and and yeah nice have people kind of like joined the team over the years has it grown over the time yeah I, I shit house first was like a playa camp that we had and then um then we had like some other teams the first few sky cats and then one year I think we had like just like OG uh, shit house people and we were like oh you know what like it's let's roll with shit house and that was the year i wrestled andrew with uh in in mud and that, that was cool uh, right. i think you t- is this the same as the mayonnaise thing that you told yeah me holy well? shit yeah that's that's yeah. that's the that's the guy yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well let's talk about some of the challenges so we talked a little bit earlier about some of the challenges and i think people who are listening are probably like oh a scavenger hunt it's like you know fine go to this place um but the scally cat challenges are not just, hey, go take a picture of this place, right? They range from, like, the the ridiculous to the wild to the dangerous, right? Uh, can you just talk a little bit about some of the the challenges and the idea behind the type of things you do? For sure. Like, wrestle a 250-pound man covered in mayonnaise. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Is, it, that's, is that on the list for, for points? Oh, most years. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not, like... I mean, but that's, that's the beauty of it is nothing on there is mandatory. Uh, I mean, the only thing that's really mandatory is showing up for all the events, mm. um, making an impression that way. But, but yeah, I mean, the, you get a whole you get a whole list of challenges of all sorts of absurd things to do. Uh, some of those things are a little sketchy. Uh, I, I think anybody who's ever done any of the challenges with shields has probably mm. on their eighty <laughs> eighty six list. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a good time, and and you know also too if if you want to show up and be a little bit more mellow, uh, there there are a lot of challenges where it's you know go here, bag this this photo at this location. Uh, you know a lot of the history of Scally Cat has been about putting up a ton of miles too. It's mm. not just debauchery, but right. you have you know you can't you have to do both. Choose yeah, yeah, it's choose your own adventure, but yeah, finding I- a perfect balance of. Yeah. Both things. I was going to say, is there, is there a strategy to getting more points by doing more of like the physical difficult stuff of going the far places and riding more miles? Are those some high point things uh, or some of the highest point things, like the most ridiculous things? What's the, what's the strategy if you're yeah. trying to win? Yeah, I mean, well, part of the beauty of it is that the person who won every year uh, has to plan it the next year. So mm. they get to... Uh, they get to kind of prioritize what matters to them and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's been years where like, I think the winning team made a circuit from like Virginia city to Carson city to North Lake Tahoe and then back down here within like 24 hours, you know, and, and I don't think they really did anything else besides that. But I mean, that, that's, that's insane. I'll just talk real quick. Um, but, uh, yeah, so kind of, um, like was just mentioned, uh, you, the person putting it on the team, 
so the team that won the mm-hmm. following year, they put it on and it, whatever vibe they want. Uh, obviously there's a lot of history with this event and because it's based on bike messengers, then, you know, that kind of has to be like the backbone of mm-hmm. it. But, uh, every team has a different style. Um, sometimes you look through all of the old Bibles from all the years and you kind of add to them and come up with whatever. Um, but for example, like, uh, yeah, we rode collectively 156 miles the year that we did it. Mm-hmm. And, um, for us, our strategy was to do our biggest ride at 2 AM. Uh, so we rode to Virginia city and hit up a bunch of stuff over there and then, um, made it back. But yeah, there's, there's an array and, uh, you kind of mentioned like what, how do you find, um, the, the most points or like the biggest bang for your buck. And mm-hmm. that depends on like your, your team and what you're right. trying to accomplish and, yeah. Yeah. and planning. Right. Do teams ever win their first year? Or teams ever just like brand new and kill it? Uh, no. <laughs> not not nowadays. Yeah. Um, originally, kind of going back to the start of Scally Cat, it was always two man teams. Both people had to be on a fixie, oh. and that was like the start. And you had to have both bikes in every photo. But then one year, a team won by pretty much not riding. They rode a tall bike the entire time. And then that was a kind of big shift. There's, oh, I don't have to ride 140 miles. Like the first four years I did it, I rode over a hundred miles every year. And then I always got, I I think I've gotten fifth seven times. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, then when that team won by not doing any of the big rides and just doing everything else, that's kind of a big shift. And then after that, it got more fun and more team members were allowed. And it kind of lost a serious bike messenger side of things, which I mean, it's constantly been evolving, mm-hmm. and because of that, I mean, any team that, that's just unique and does a really good job and kind of shows up and shows off is that's how that's how you win. I think. Yeah. Can someone tell me a little bit more about the Bible and kind of like the changing themes, how it's different every year? I have I have the one from last year here. The theme was kittens in paradise, right? So it's like a vacation theme, right? Um, what, how does the themes work? Is the the organizers just come up with an idea that they think is going to be fun? Do you have any Do you have any favorite themes? For sure. Uh, real quick though, before we go into that, like uh, just to kind of reiterate, I think we we have winners from multiple years on on stage, right? Yeah. Like this isn't yeah. this isn't just a mega team. We have Thunder Bunnies. We got Shit House. Basic witches. Yeah. Basic witches. Yeah. So there, there's like a whole medley of people yeah. here that are, that have all kind of done a different sampling and gotten. Got put up trophies every year, yeah. but uh, are there are there numerous teams who are like consistent contenders who do really well who like compete hard every year? Thunder bunnies, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've been top five, I think, seven years in a row now or something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's but yeah, there, no, there's definitely some crazy people that show up every year. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, we I mean, we really want people to come participate. I think I think they're. You know, there's probably five to ten teams that show up that, uh, you know, have the taste of blood in their mouth and they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then everybody else there, you know, shows up to have a good time and, and compete. But, uh, you know, the, the intensity levels are differing. I think, I think somebody who wants to uh, come and check it out, like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you come back with the taste of blood next year. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the theme? So you're, or, you won last year, right? Uh, Shithouse One, you are organizing this year's event. Uh, can someone talk about the theme and kind of what you expect for this coming Scally Cat? Uh, yeah, we are camp theme this year. 
So think summer ski, uh, summer camp. Uh, salute your shorts, you know. Uh, and you can't probably you can't give away any of the the challenges, right? So is that all secret until till it happens, right? Uh, try to yeah, we try and keep it a secret <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, they're always mayo. <laughs> Um, do you have any uh, like what do you what do you want the vibe to be? Is it is it different based on the theme? Is it sometimes more fun, sometimes more gross? Like, um, what are you kind of hoping to see this year? Or what do you want people to remember from this year of Scally Cat? So this year, our claim to fame was uh, we we kind of had a wild team. Uh, so I think the vibe might be a little bit similar, uh, but but also creativity. Like we're not down to uh, you know not place a team because you know they didn't go all out like big rides uh you're definitely going to be you know near the top um you know but it, it's it's how you are uh how creative you can get with uh with bribes. with your objectives mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah bribes. <laughs> we always accept bribes and bribes uh, to butter us yeah. up <laughs> have there been challenges that you've uh that you've tried that you regret or that you failed at or that you're like why the hell did we even try this why did we try this thing so there was a challenge it wasn't even a challenge but we all decided one year to to brand ourselves so uh, so we got a hot iron brand and we all branded ourselves in less than 24 hours we were swimming in dog ponds the sparks marina we all got infections. We all went to the urgent care. We all got different um, uh, antibiotics. Six visits? Yeah, yeah, six visits. And uh, yeah, everyone got different uh, antibiotics and a different regimen. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think by the last, our last teammate who went in, um, he was in the waiting room and he told the people at the front counter, he's like, yeah, I got a brand. I think it's infected. And the nurse went back and turned around it's like is it of an outhouse by any chance so like word had got around that all of us were in there for infected brands so yeah. and it wasn't even a challenge but yeah we yeah. regretted did that you get, one. Did you get points for it or no no just for fun? not style points <laughs> style points in fucking yeah yeah taste of blood we were like yeah. looking at the judges like you see this like <laughs> we won second place for that yeah that's what we got that was our reward to be fair second place was our like that was the best, yeah. yeah. Like second place. And for the for the folks who are listening who can't see this, Colin did just show me a slideshow of gross infected branded photos. So uh, I've I've seen the evidence. Disgusting. Uh, um, let's see. Is there um, how do the cops feel about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I uh, know. I mean, uh, the real question is: this is kind of like a. It kind of, I don't want to say, like, there's not, hopefully not a lot of vandalism, but you're going places you're probably not supposed to be, you're doing things you're probably not supposed to do. Um, what's your kind of relationship with the, the broader community outside of Scally Cat participants? Uh, do you run into people who are like, what the fuck are these people doing? Do you get, you get people that are pissed off at you? Um, what's, the, what's the dynamic with the, you know, the normies who are like, what the hell is going on? Um, okay, so I can speak uh, on one part. Uh, I've never been given more respect on the road than when I've been dressed up as a witch with my teammates, bossing ass through town. 
Um, I was given hoots and hollers and at least six feet of passing room, which never happens when I'm normally commuting. Um, I think all of us that can beat love Reno, um, we love it for uh, its divey and grungy side. Um, and I think a lot of us aren't trying to get the cops called. Um, I also think that the cops are aware. Um, there's a lot of people that over the years have... Um, interacted and or gone into some sort of uh service in that respect and i really think that they like they know about it and they Mm -hmm. just kind of uh turn turn their head a little bit and let us have fun right well i mean it is intended as a fun event not a destructive event right and do they do they recognize that mostly the power of like coming up to a bunch of people or someone and you're just covered in dirt and sweat and you're on your bikes with your friends like hey listen we're me and my friends, we're doing a we're doing a scavenger hunt, and like, can we pump your gas and sing you a song, please? And they're like, yeah. Or like, cops like asking me to sing "Bad Boys, Bad Boys" to them. Yeah. They're like, you know, lifting a smart car. Like, people would be like, when you have a bunch of like really like eager faces, like, please, can we please lift up your smart car really quick? Like, <laughs> like one guy just put his e brake on, was like, you know, just grabbed by the wheels, and it was, yeah. it was uh, they, they'll, they'll let you get away with stuff. It's, it's like deliveries. Like sometimes you know you don't ask permission to go through all the row like the casinos, mm. but other times you'd be like, you know what? Like we just have to go honesty, and like we just gotta tell this cop that we're taking a quick photo. And I don't know. Or sometimes, yeah. 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 A little bit of both. Yeah. You mentioned Reno as being kind of like having the vibe that fits with Scally Cat. Can someone tell me a little bit about kind of Reno as a venue for an event like this? Like, what do you like about Reno? Why does this work in Reno? Uh, I want to answer this question as someone who's not from Reno. Oh, okay. But I had this realization during Scally Cat that... You can do anything in Reno. <laughs> there were just a couple times that nobody really cared. I stole a plunger and sold it to someone, and they were like, right on. <laughs> that people are just down, and it's there's very little judgment in Reno. It's always a good time. Right on. Um, have you found, uh, how was, how has it changed over the years? So I know this has been going on for a long time and we talked a little bit about how it's kind of developed. Um, is it getting better? Is it getting bigger? Like how have you kind of seen a change? A lot of you have been doing this for, you know, years and years and years. So kind of going back to, um, Scally Cat in different cities. My first Scally Cat was in San Francisco. It was a second one that ever went on. It was a 12 hour, um, tour of Scally Cat. So First 12 hours were half your points, and then the 24-hour event in Reno was most of the points. Um, we did not get invited back to San Francisco after that. <laughs> so um, it just wasn't quite the same vibe, and the people weren't the same. And it's way too big of a city, whereas when Scally Cat's going on here, you just see people everywhere. You see other groups riding around looking ridiculous, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a all-inclusive vibe, and it's really good. Um, yeah. That's yeah. that on that. What is your next question? Um, just kind of how it's changed over the years, but also, um, what do you think of Reno as just a biking city in general? Obviously, you're, you ride bikes a lot. I'm assuming even when you're not doing Scally Cat. So, can you just talk a little bit about Reno for people who bike, even people who bike commute? Uh, are you trying to make Reno a more bike friendly city? Kind of, uh, how is Reno for people who ride bikes? Yeah, I think Reno is a really ideal place for people to ride bikes, and there's a big, there was a big hunger for the past couple of years. Like that wanted to be filled, 
if you're thinking about like anything from group rides to commuter rides, like people want to ride bikes in Reno and they just don't feel safe doing it. Mm. And I think these are the type of the events that really promote the safety and promote people to bike. Like for example, we, we started Reno bike night and we're, that was just promoting, Hey, biking around Reno and just kind of filling that void. I mean, we're in a Valley. There's not a whole lot of Hills. Mm-hmm. You can get anywhere you want on a bike. So I think the city's done a really good job of trying to promote biking and like these types of events are just so important because it gets people on bikes and just has them experience the road so they're able to kind of do more. So I think Scallycat really fills that kind of need of like, we want a bike, where, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And can you tell me a little bit more about Reno Bike Night? Because I know that's kind of a lower key, like not as extreme, but still a getting people on bikes who might not be biking normally kind of event. So can you just tell me a little bit about what Reno Bike Night is? Yeah, Reno Bike Night started with um, a couple of friends. We all got together and we decided, you know, we had all been to group rides in different cities like San Jose, LA, San Francisco, and we wanted to bring that to Reno. We're like, why is that not in Reno? So we started saying, hey, let every once a week, we all get together, we start riding. I think it lasted about a year and a half and everyone was having a good time. The event got so huge. I mean, then we got up to about 150 people per week of just people that just wanted to ride bikes. Mm-hmm. And we would do just a little simple loop, about an hour and a half bike ride around Reno, meet back at um, downtown Reno. Now, I got, after a while, it got a little overwhelming, and uh, we kind of gave it up, and some different groups have taken it over. I think the new new uh, Instagram page is what? Reno, Bike Night Reno? Bike Night Reno. Bike Night Reno, yeah. So I think it's it's it started something that's evolved into a group ride that's available in the Truck Meadows area. Right on. Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about how this is kind of a, like an underground vibe. It's a little punk rock. Uh, what the hell are you doing on a podcast talking about it <laughs> with everybody in Reno? <laughs> Yeah, so it's, um, I don't know, just kind of uh, getting it so people know about it, but also being, you know, kind of aware of what it is yeah. and also what it isn't, but more so of what it is. Mm-hmm. And also just to kind of promote, like, you can do, like, the debauchery kind of stuff, but also at the end of the day, it's you and your buds riding together for 24 hours, and how often do you get to do that? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's like when we were at one of our planning meetings, we were chatting, going like, oh, man, after that, it's like kind of going to miss us for a year. Mm-hmm. Is there a conversation among Scally Cat participants about how much you should be promoting it or who should be participating in it? Is it is there an intention to keep it kind of like a underground kind of thing? Are there people who want to make it bigger? Uh, what does that look like in like the Scally Cat community in Reno? Yeah, so I'd say it's definitely... Uh, keeping it somewhat well it's a bit of both i mean we are promoting it a fair amount but it's also end of the day it is pretty underground it's like not like a sanctioned event like burning man where it's like a corporation so it's definitely uh kind of uh more of a community event than an actual like thing and here's and yeah, you know, we were definitely considering we some of us had concerns about you know promoting it or, or not on it and when we thought about it, we just have like a big team and we can do, we definitely have like a lot planned mm-hmm. for this year. Or at least our events are going to be like bananas. Um, and we have a lot to chew on it and we have a lot to share and like to make a good purse for everyone too. You know, with 10 of us, that's a hundred bucks a person. That's, we can, we want to throw a badass sky cat and we want to get the word out to all our homies. Like yeah. we're, we're talking to everyone in Truckee and, yeah, if you see like half full and as a positive thing, like we're just trying to get more bikers out here. Yeah, yeah, especially people who've like been curious about it and you know not really sure about it. And I've I get this all the time where people are like, 
oh, I want to do Scally Cat, and I know I told you this last year, but I don't have a bike. And it's like, well, buy a bike. <laughs> Get a bike. Yeah. Like It's like, buy a bike and go to the meetups. Like, yeah. you don't have to... Uh, the meetups are, like, participation is riding, and I know people all the time who, like, they don't really do too many, they'll they'll do stuff in the Bible, but they just drink and ride, and they make sure to go to all the meetups, because that's where, like, some of the most, ben- like, fun yeah. stuff happens. Yeah, tell me about the meetup. So, obviously, people are doing all different things. They're going to these different things, they're trying to get these different points, but is it coordinated to also have a lot of people come together for particular events or parties or things throughout that 24 hours what is uh what does that look like well something david brought up to us like two three weeks ago um this is kind of aside from that but tailoring it to where we could have stuff for small groups and big groups um we try to have a a good level for that and then uh just like a balance between riding and like you know bananas punk style like style points versus like performance points Mm -hmm. and um um, that's what we're trying to go for with the events. And I feel like a lot of the events that they've thrown to have all totally reflected that. Like, you know, maybe at six in the morning you might have a relay race down a hill then back up a hill and choose your choose your best a biker on your team. And if you win it, every you know, usually participation on those kind of things, those are with points. But the winner, you know, they get they get a cool like three thousand points for you know for for being a, a badass, a, a, probably objectively the fastest person on the on on the road at that point. Because um, like when we won last year, I, I remember thinking like we did Skycat a little bit smarter in the sense of like how we knew how um, we knew that we could do things like bigger and badder and then like, you know, we'd try and, you know, everything you do is worth points. It doesn't have to be in the Bible. Um, you just have to have fun and film it with your friends. Um, but uh, we definitely took, you know, having lots of fun before yeah. we kind of figured out how like, you know, a little a, a fun way to get to that. The events, I don't know. Um, tell, me, I, t- tell me about this, this slip, and, slip and bleed. <laughs> slip and slip. Oh, that's not, that's just from Reno Bike Night. But oh, okay. Yeah, that's a, yeah, could, we'd, I, get, we'd get like, I don't know, it's like an 80 foot tarp, uh, Chrissy Collins, and get like a bunch of bo- 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 uh, bottles of baby oil and hand out baby oil to people. And then oh, I wish Joey was here. He has this video up in the tree, and he's like just him laying on a branch, and he goes over, and there's just like 40 bodies all covered in oil just sliding past each other. Like some people are like on top of each other. It's so, it's so funny. Um, favorite events? Um, I've wanted to bring it back. I'm not sure if we can do it because it's just. When um, at the eight o'clock meetup the year the Thunder Bunnies hosted it, they had the um, was that like a pole long? It's like it was like fish braided. Oh, it was banshee bungee. Yeah. yeah, they. What's that used for? Well, you use it for snow. We took a banshee bungee, which is like a it's a it's like a twenty foot giant braided rubber band. You use it for snowboarding, like in urban environments when you need speed to like pull into a handrail or like jump off a building or whatever mm. so you take this like 20 foot rubber band you can get three four people on it and stretch it out to like 80 feet and uh and then and then the four people hand it off to one person and the one person obviously can't stay where they are and uh and then they get pulled back to wherever you tied the rubber band off so we took this banshee bungee and we'd uh we'd pull it across the field and then we or, well actually no i take that back we'd uh have the 
bicyclists come back to us and then we'd hook it onto their bike and then they have to ride their bike as far as they can possibly get away from the tree before their bike gets sucked out from <laughs> under them. Uh, it was a great time. They're like, we only, I think we kept the concussions under like three. Yeah. So I, I was going to ask about injuries. Like yeah. uh, how many people have died? Uh, zero. zero. That's, that's yeah. Good. So we have, we're at zero fatality event. That's definitely like a goal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lots of little injuries though. Yeah. Maybe some hospital visits. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, minor stuff. Yeah. UBR but ER visits. Yeah. yeah. No, no health insurance required though. You, uh, right. you know, we welcome everyone. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, uh, the, uh, is there a buy what has the finances work for this? How do you fundraise for it? I know you're selling t-shirts here tonight, right? You have t-shirts. Um, what does it look like as far as, organizing like do you win a prize uh what does all that look like yeah so it's uh it's all funded from the participants that's kind of the deal usually we charge like ten dollars for admission per person and you know however many people in your team everyone throws in and you know t-shirts for every year are part of the fundraiser make a lot of money that way some teams are a little bit more creative these guys i think are planning a, a hot boy car wash so that'll be april 15th yeah get your car washed by some glistening, oily, speedo-clad men. I think that's really the dream uh, for everyone. So, yeah, and, and the idea is just make as much money as you can. We'd spent, when we hosted, we spent some money on, on a DJ for a random party and a couple other things here and there. But, but the main goal is that all the money is just given out in a big fat wad to whoever impressed us the most over the 24 hours. And so, yeah, we were able to pay out uh, pretty good. And we paid first place $1,000 last year. And like 500 for second and a couple hundred for, for second or for third and fourth. And um, yeah, that's kind of just the whole idea. And it was kind of cool. When people show up to this event, they, they only sort of know what's going on. It's all a surprise. But they're just like, take my money, man. We just trust you. And it was uh, yeah, kind of a, a cool, wild experience last year to just have people throwing money our way and just like assuming like we're just random guys. Like, uh. um, How do the judges follow everything that's going on? I know I, in, the, in the past, I think you all uh, had like a... Uh, SIM card or whatever on the thing, but now use social media as their Instagram or something like. How do how do you keep track of all of the the points and the judges follow what's going on? <laughs> secret. <laughs> it's not top secret. <laughs> bribes, right? Bribes. <laughs> yeah, bribes. Absolutely. I mean, I think everything's fair game. You know, cheating, bribes. However, you got to whatever you got to do to win. I think is part of the part of the deal. Well, I haven't taken but. It yet. A lot of integrity, yeah. It's it's only yeah. for that, uh, but but yeah, Instagram is kind of the the go-to thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, everyone can kind of follow along. You could watch your favorite teams and see what's happening, and then the judges can just keep track on on who's impressing them the most. So, do t- do teams create an Instagram account for this particular year, this particular event, or for their team year after year? Yeah, um, for the event last year, we asked everybody to uh, to use a hashtag um that way we could um keep track of things and identify the teams and uh i will say when you're putting it on um it's a it's really hard to keep track of everything um for example we talked about the events that we host usually we host you know five or six events is normal for a scally cat every year and so the hosts are putting on the events and then in their three hours of downtime they're constantly just looking through Instagram feeds, um, trying to identify what teams are gaining the most points, what teams are serious. And I'd say for the first 12 hours, that's your main focus is identifying, you know, the top like six teams maybe that are going for it. And, um, 
and historically, you know, come the 5 a.m. meetup or something, uh, there's not a lot of teams that are still hanging, and there's not a lot of teams that are showing up for the, you know, sunrise breakfast meetup at the top of a mountain or whatever. And uh, you can really narrow down what teams are taking this seriously, and then, um, yeah, then you can just follow their Instagram feeds. Um, but like what you mentioned in the beginning, it used to be like, yeah, like an SD card or something. And so nobody knew that anything until, you know, the end Mm. at noon the next day and all the judges were going through the SD cards and there'd be like a two hour waiting period because, you know, you're trying to, you're just waiting for them to tally up points and stuff. With more of the live updates and the social media stuff, is there, following other teams or their rivalries or they're like oh shit like this team is doing that let's let's go catch them that kind of stuff what does that look like as far as being able to follow other teams and uh compete more like in real time yeah uh, there's tons of beef but it's all it's all love like everybody everybody's very friendly but we all like there's certain teams that very much hate each other which is <laughs> very it's a good good for the sport definitely I, it's one of my favorite parts about it is is hating someone a little yeah, so bit basic witches yeah, definitely. Uh, but as far as keeping track of what other people are doing when you're judging, I mean, it, you try your best, but it's also a little bit impossible. Like, there's there's amazing things that people do every year that you don't see until, like, a week later, and you're like, wow, I wish I could have validated them for that. And mm. the year I judged, I think it was, like, two days later, I found out that this team took one of their teammates – uh, dressed them up in a shark costume and then took them into a pet smart to like walk through the aquarium area to like intimidate the fish and like that you know like that just that deserves some type of like special pat on the back and i i still carry that guilt to this day that i like that i didn't like i didn't acknowledge them for that because it was so creative you know yeah. Yeah. Um, how can uh, like normal people uh, enjoy or participate in scally cat <laughs> Uh, I think it's for everyone. Scally Cat's for the people. Yeah. You don't need to be like a crazy serious cyclist to do it. You don't need to be like someone who just wants to get super debaucherous. Just mm-hmm. come out. If you want to be on your bike, if you want to hang out with some people, if you want to party a little bit and see some cool stuff, that's what it's all about. Yeah. But you can also do those things. But yeah, too, you can get gross and party and bike hard if you want right. to win. Yeah, kind of choose your own adventure <laughs> thing, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, I always like to ask for some questions from our audience, and we have folks in the audience. Uh, what would folks in our audience like to ask this big Scally Cat crew? Go for it. Uh, I just I want to say a few things. Thanks for bringing cool things to Reno. I've lived here my whole life, and it wasn't like this many years ago. I probably totally would have done something like this when I was young. I will not do it now. <laughs> um, but um, I'd like to see one of the brands. Oh, wow. Colin's got the breast brands. So. <laughs> Thank you for giving us money. <laughs> um, and paying my salary. And uh, why is there only one girl? Mm. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a higher ratio than we usually have. <laughs> um, I will say that this is my first time per- participating in Scally Cat. And when I told some other friends on another team what team I was on, they are like, oh, <laughs> do you want to come join us? Like, you don't have to do that. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, it, it, 
Are, are, are I did there? get stabbed. <laughs> the first year we were taking it seriously, I, I told my homies who had girlfriends, I was like, no girlfriends on our team. Like, we're, we're doing... We should put all our girlfriends on a team, <laughs> and we should we should we're, we're we're going for gold, guys. We can't like we can't. Yeah. Well, th- there are a lot of really cool girls in Reno. Are there? hundred percent. Are there? Gr- are there girl teams? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, the the team that got third this year actually um, super close to to winning. Um, they. They had a super badass team. I mean, right off the gun, they rode up to the top of Peavine to gain max points there and then showed up to, to all the events. So I think, actually, I think they missed out on one event and maybe that was like the decider for us. Um, but seriously, there have been um, great, uh, great competitors. For example, too, um, yeah, 2016 and earlier, um, my sister was on it and she crushed it. She rode 176 miles. That was the year that she did, uh, the Le Mans loop, which was, um, uh, Carson city, uh, well, Geiger, Carson city, and then, uh, up Mount Rose and back. And then she still rode another 80 miles after that doing all sorts of events. And so, yeah, there's, there's been no shortage. It's just, it, it really comes down to who's willing to, to do the most. And, and you have to be smart with each Bible you get to figure out how to win. Yeah, and people come from all over too, right? This isn't just local Reno cyclists, right? Do people come from other cities? Do you have people who are regular here, like year after year, they come to Reno for this? Like, what does that look like, people from out of town? Or, uh, you know, who, who's participating that's not just our regular locals? Uh, yeah, I mean, all the people... All the people who used to be locals who did this every year, I think uh, many of them still come back. I mean, Show Pig f- flies here from Sweden almost every year. Uh, we got friends coming from New York. Like it's, uh, it's on on par with one of those things that you set time aside in your calendar for and and uh, make sure you get here type type deal. So yeah, we have plenty of people that travel out here from Utah. And all yeah, people have uh, hopped trains across the country to get here before. Yeah. Right on. Uh, just, just back to the girls thing. Back in 2016, we had an all-girls team win. Uh, there was Scally Scouts, and they did an awesome job. They, yeah. they organized it the next year, uh, and that whole that whole theme was basically like school. And then that was the year that our our team actually got to win. Uh, but I mean, t- you know, just as far as like female participation, I think they, I think they did one of the best years that's ever been organized. To be honest, so right on. Um, what other questions do we have from our audience? Over here. Uh, asking for a friend. Uh, <laughs> what kind of bribes are we looking for this year? Uh, just a friend. Uh, Bible Butt Boys represent, by the way. <laughs> I think if I could get some uh, alcohol <laughs> at um, the 6 a.m. meetup, that would be ideal for me, personally. Anyone else want to jump in on that? Some nudity. Flash us. <laughs> Hey. Thank you. <laughs> I think I was gonna say yeah. we're definitely putting if you get to pee in Andrew's mouth. That that happened one year? We're gonna have yeah. like a Andrew, tell us about uh, having your mouth peed in for points. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're just we're gonna do like a tributes page, like for our, some of our favorite things from for our favorite Bibles or just shit that they've done. Alumni, the alumni page, and um, that's just one of the things on there that Thunder Bunnies has done. That I just, I'll tell strangers that like they asked about Skycat. I was like, 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 oh, like, is it like 
is it all like, is it debauchery or is it like just gross? I was like, oh, you know, there was this one year that was just, things just got grosser and grosser and then you're like, what? Like, it's bananas. And then I just, God, there's just the funniest story of some of those things. Yeah, well, I mean, like the brands are obviously a kind of permanent reminder of a particular year. Are there other things that you've done to kind of commemorate the most memorable or most impactful challenges or years for Scally Cat? Yeah, I mean, the brand's permanent and also the taste of urine never really goes away. (laughs) What? Yeah. Okay. All right. There's, there's, uh, there's scally cat tattoos are yeah they're notorious. I'm actually embarrassed that I don't have one myself. Um, yeah, it's kind of a you're supposed to get that if you're gonna win, and uh, and we didn't get it that year. So. And they won. Yeah, we'll get tattoos this year. Right on. Uh, what other questions do we have from our audience? Oh, something else. Yeah, right over here. Yeah. Just another thing I wanted to touch on. The cool thing about Scally Cat is no matter how long you've lived in Reno, you're always going to find a cool little hidden gem, like a park or a part of the river. Or you, you can live here for 10 years and you'd never know about this spot, but it'll be like a meetup spot or for a challenge. And uh, same with like restaurants and dives. Like there was a place, uh, the, that one place... Um, yeah, I, I probably never would have eaten there otherwise if it wasn't part of the challenge. But we went there, and the dude was a trooper. He rode our bike. He was like super team player. He was stoked that we were all there, and it, it brought a lot of business to that restaurant that year. So it was a good way to like you know help out local businesses and discover places you normally probably wouldn't you know go to. Yeah. Do you think that you all know more about all of the places in Reno than anyone else in Reno? Right? Do you go to all of the places, right? I know more than anyone in Reno. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I believe it. It sounds like it. Definitely feel more like... Definitely feel like really ingrained with local culture, getting to like... Winning Skycat last year was like the coolest feeling I've ever had. Like, God, I was like, I remember thinking, I'll tell every job interview I go to for now. It's like, like, I won Skycat. Like, like, here, I'll show you. I'll show you this eighteen-minute video of us winning. Like, when when they announced second place, I almost started crying. I like, I poured my beer on Alex's head. Where is he? And I just squeezed him, and I was like, "We're gonna look and win." I was like, "Oh." I was, I was, what is what is the announcement of the winners look like? Is that like a big deal? Is everyone there? Like, what is what is that vibe? Oh, it's pure chaos. Last year was my first year, uh, personally, and I've heard about Scally Cat for years and years uh my buddy cody and bob i think they won it one year um and that's this is like 10 years back i've been knowing about this race and to actually do it for the first time last year was like an experience in itself but to actually win it was insane Mm -hmm. you know uh i i can't believe we uh we actually won last year. It was it was a ridiculous experience. Um, oh, are you done? Uh, yeah, when we won last year, I just remember there was champagne and there was beer just flying everywhere. We were all soaked, and uh, we uh, we took our group picture in the dumpster out back, and there was a bunch of rotten sushi in there. It was <laughs> it was real lovely. When we won last year. Inside, we, well, when we won, there was a suitcase filled with all sorts of stuff. And within the suitcase, there was a blunt. And I haven't smoked weed in about five years. <laughs> and I was, it was in the moment. 
I hid it, and then I went and laid in the bushes until someone came and got me. <laughs> yeah. I imagine ending up laying in the bushes is not an uncommon scally cat experience. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> yeah, after we won for our, our first time, when we, you know, we've already been up for 48-something hours from the night before and then the weekend, but uh, we're trying to leave. We're like, all right, let's finally call it. Let's go home. It's our, you know... It was like 3 or 4 p.m. past noon, that, like that following Sunday. And we like, got our bikes, like four of our bikes locked together. And no one knew the combination or had the, the thing. And we were just like, so, like, how are we going to get home? This is like the last, like, no, we have to end on this. So we just got a letterman. And we just started like, all right, we, we, could, we could do this. Like, let's just cut it with the letterman. Like, we couldn't figure out how to get through this, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, we had a little like knife, pocket knife, trying to cut through a bike chain, but we ended up getting through it. But it was just like, oh, that's like you know, last old scout. Yeah, it was like the ultimate last challenge. Like, how bad do you want to go home? Right. Keeps us around, but Amazing. it's good times. Any other questions from our audience here? No. Well, what do you want people to take away from this conversation? What do you want people to know about Scally Cat? What do you want the the takeaway for the uh, the normal audience who is just hearing about Scally Cat and a lot of weird stuff for the first time, uh, what's your what's your message to to those listeners? Come rage, come have a good time, come explore your city, mm. and uh, have fun. Uh, I think Max said it well when he was saying it's you can do crazy things, you can do long rides, you can do anything you want, and you can still win. It's choose your own adventure. However you want it to look is how it's going to look. You're not forced to do anything. It's just come, have fun, participate, and we're going to have a good time. Right on. Scally Cat is all about just having fun with your friends on bikes. And at the end of the day, you know, you'll feel so much better that you did it. Like, it's the funnest thing of the year. As someone who does one of the more like illegal and wild things on the team, um, I feel like it's super cool to see people who are just like bystanders, like witnessing like us baptizing ourselves in a, in a nursery. Um, and uh, it's so cool to see that people kind of see it. And people here have so much tolerance. And I feel like people who maybe might not have tolerance to, you know, bikers taking over, you know, um, the side lane on a freeway <laughs> or stuff like that. People, people are like so kind to you. Like what David was saying, like you never have so much more respect. And with Skycat's going on, pe even people who like don't participate, they know about it. Like the cops know about it. Everyone, everyone sees us. And I guess what I want to take people away from it. Yeah. Have fun. And you'll, you'll definitely get, you'll get like a cool sense of like, of like free thinking and tolerance when you like see just how fun people you know, it's it's our one bike party that's like, do not miss this once a year. And people, it's infectious. And you, people should come get a taste. Right on. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I know, like I said, this is sometimes kind of an underground type event. And being able to share these stories with people has been really, really rad. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you all for being here. Thanks for you folks in the audience for coming to check it out as well. Amazing. When When is Scally Cat this year? Scallycat uh, signups will be here at Black Rabbit May fifth. Um, uh, should we tell them the start spot? Uh, six, ten, six, uh, 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, start times on May fifth are six to twelve, five to twelve. It'll be in the back. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a our friend Johnny Rowling cover Led Zeppelin and his band. They're pretty fun. Uh, well, it's gonna be all all ages. Yes. And um and like I said, it's in the back too. So there's it's not even a bar back there. So people can come. Uh, one of the cool gimmicks that our creative spin on it is. Um, you know, I grew up Catholic. We, uh, I always go to Easter after. I'm, I'm not Catholic anymore, but I always tell my tell my family about Scally Cat, and their eyes are just like, "What?" One of our fun gimmicks is we're gonna try and get. Um, if you bring your parents, if your parents drop you off to summer camp, Scally, uh, that's gonna be like we're gonna have an arch built, and we have to pick a picture of your parents dropping you off, a whole welcoming party. Uh, that's gonna be bonus points right off the bat, and then if your parents come and pick you up, that's gonna be more points. That's so. That's um, signups here May fifth on five or six p.m. Come here; it's gonna be super fun. Um, Sky Cat is May sixth to May seventh noon at a disclosed place uh, to uh, to noon Sunday at a disclosed place. Gotcha. And and we have our um, fundraiser. If you want to see a all boy hot hot boy car wash with plus cat plus our plus our queen <laughs> plus our ca- uh, queen cat um, uh, we're going to be washing cars for 10 bucks and giving out beers and we're going to take we're taking over the anything with wheels that's right uh, they're going to clean your car if you come to me I'm going to make your car dirtier <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we'll have some beers and stuff and yeah and um yeah. And for folks who want to uh, follow what's going on between now and then and see kind of updates or things like that, uh, is there an Instagram? Should they follow the Shithouse Instagram? What's the best place for people to uh, check in between now and then? Yeah, Shithouse Instagram is the best spot. We don't have a Facebook, but Shithouse Instagram is S-H-T-H-O-U-S-E. And, um, you know, um, our biggest goal is just to, you know, sell some T-shirts and get the word out. And uh, we want to have a good turnout. Right on. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. Thank you, everyone, so much for being here. And thank you all at home for listening. Thank you. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Renoites. And special thanks to my guest, all of the champions from last year's Scally Cat. Way too many of them to name. This was such a fun episode, especially in a live setting. It's been really great having live episodes at Black Rabbit Mead. So thank you again to Will and the folks from Black Rabbit for letting us do our live episodes there once a month. Again, we've got some great live episodes coming up. So keep an eye on my Instagram. That is at Renoites upcoming This month, we have Reno Improv, and next month, Brad Bynum from the band Elephant Rifle. Both should be really fun. And of course, I have new regular episodes, a brand new season, starting in early May. Some really great guests coming up on the next season that I'm very, very excited about. This season of Renoites and this episode was produced by myself, Connor McQuivy, and Ember Braun. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. (laughs) 